0: Ready for a new intro? Let's try this one. There you are, neighbors. Welcome to Sage Coach Casa. This is where V speaks. That's okay, right? That seems kind of good. I'm still trying to work that stuff out. You know, when you're morphing, you know, you have to, you have to work through it to see what you're going to be. And, um, anyone that's watched me for a while, you know, I let that all hang out because there's no better way to see how it gets done than watching somebody else do it, right? Um, I do want to do a quick shout out to Morg, yes, Morg, because um, I learned that from him, you know, he, he was on my radar early on and I looked back into his stuff and he started in his bedroom and, you know, and then he professionalized over time. And now he's dialed it back. Thank you. Um, But um, yeah, so that was really great for me because I could see that I didn't have to wait till I had a studio to do anything. No, you got to practice and stuff and get ready for all that. So if you're out there and you're looking to make your dreams come true, it is a process. you got to learn every aspect of that. Um, And I'm still, um, still in a huge learning curve when it comes to the station. But we are going somewhere, people's. So hang in there. All right, so today is Sunday, and um, I'm working with Steve, and the idea is, you know, maybe I should show up once a week on this particular day. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Um, And so um, today I just wanted to come and just do some basics for you guys, because a lot of you um, probably don't know where I'm at um, with that. And I sort of wanted to start laying that down for you. Um, I'm actually somebody that always was super interested in God since the first time I was a kid and I went and they told me about him. And my parents had sent me, probably my mom sent me to, um, vacation bible school in fact all the kids in the neighborhood had to go probably so our moms could smoke drink and swear you know why we were there it's you know, summertime stuff you know so we went and it was the local baptist church i don't think it was southern but it was the local baptist church anyway so i went and then i they said if you come back the next day with a friend You know, you could have a little one of these little white Bibles with the red lettering and the gold around them. They're pretty nifty, and I wanted one. (laughs) I just wanted one. So no kidding, I I talked somebody into that, and but the girl girl was like, "But I've been here before." I, 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 and I'm like, but isn't this the first time you've been here this year <laughs> or something like that? So, anyways, we, <laughs> we hatched a plot. Now, P.S., I'm probably, well, I can be no older than, um, sheesh, eight, but I'm thinking I'm six, seven, somewhere in there, right? So, anyways, um, so we go and, and I bring her and the, I remember the, the gal. <laughs> The little Sunday school gal must have known or something. I don't know. The other kids sort of am grade, and here I am with this girl, and she bends down and she confess. You know, I'm confessing like. <laughs> confessing and then you know like because i'm like that girl like i just cannot even do stuff like that really and get away with it especially as a kid you know i was just like that's the first thing i've ever done that i ever remember where i freaking hatched a plan you know so um she bends down to me and she's talked to me and i'm you know she's comforting me because surely i'm crying like a baby and and she says that that was really good you know that i had confessed To Jesus, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's what we're calling it here. Okay, cool. But it was really neat because she rewarded me, anyways, for my honesty. And I got to take that Bible home. And so that's kind of where I started. Probably wasn't reading it, I guarantee you. I just had it. Um, But that started something in me um, that never stopped. Um, I just was so incredibly fascinated by the idea of a creator and um, I was talking to Brad last night we talk about things like this all the time and um, you know I journeyed through a lot of churches because a a lot of stuff stayed in childhood because I went through like I was from the Church of England I got baptized there I you know I my parents out of nowhere sent me to Holy Eucharist and I'm not kidding out of nowhere got baptized as a baby, then boom, 13 years later, do this, and that was, yeah. But I had already sort of started my own little stuff, and so, you know, I was super into revelations. But, um, so that was a little like, oh, okay, and then, you know, but but it kept me going. But after that, I literally just... Um, you know, I was 16 when I found it. That was a big campaign. If anybody remembers that and the Billy Graham crusade stuff, you know, I just got involved in different little things and went around and looked. And, and then of course by 18, I'm in the Marine Corps. So I'm moving around and then I mar- marry a, you know, marry a Marine. And so I'm moving around. So, you know, I'm going to all these different churches. It, it took me a long time to figure out there was anything called doctrine. Cause I honestly thought we were all reading the same book and I, I see that same issue here where people use their own, you know, they doctor it, um, literally doctrine. They doctor it to their own agenda and they don't keep it pure in the theology or the ideology or even the philosophy of which it's or, you know, its radix is. So, yeah, so I, I didn't know that part, you know. So uh, that was a real eye opener. There's the beginning of understanding, actually. Um, but you know, I, I really I was in and out of the church, and um, I had a I had a theology issue, not just a doctrinal one, because I, I did go to uh, Beaverton Foursquare, which is sort of what I would call my home church when I was in Oregon and stuff. So that would be my most stable one. And, um, for the years that I did do that and Ron Mel was a light on earth. I'm convinced with all my heart, he was incredible. His family was incredible. And, um, so anyways, he's not with us anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I got some real heart there, some real light there. But, you know, there were still um, things within the church because it's foursquare. square. I mean, I was floored to find out that Amy Simple McPherson started the whole thing. And there weren't any girl pastors in there anymore. I was just like, What? anyway so and then what you have corporate meetings and oh what you know so there was a lot going on that steve was showing me because i wasn't sitting in just one perspective so as i went through it i saw these different bits and pieces that started forming up to something and i had problems with the original theology of you know the beginning of creation and all that stuff and you know Where's Steve getting somebody else to bang if, you know, how does that work? So I, you know, I ended up finding the answers, but I, you know, I kept going. And, um, I, uh, I, I do have a couple really great stories about like how, um, Steve was able, and now I didn't know about Steve's wife at the time, so, um, and I always thought of him as God. I, even as a Christian, I didn't do the Jesus thing too much, because I really don't like middlemen, never have. You got a dad, I'll talk to him. Thank you. You know, I thought you were just introducing us, come on. So, um, but the first time I really left the church where I was so pissed off, and I can't remember how I was, I was probably in my early, uh, late- 20s, early 30s, I don't know. I got pissed off about something. Oh, I might have got no, you know what? It was when I got pregnant at a wedlock. Yes. Yeah. I left after that. I was so pissed off at how people handled that. But at the same time, I saw lights in there that I never knew existed, and they were very few. I mean, I had to be like, I mean, I was, you know, the youth club knew me. Okay, so that was, you know, come on, think about this stuff. And by then, my dad's a pastor, and he's in the system. And I'm like, oh, okay, so yeah. Well, anyway, so I get pissed off, and I'm like, I'm, you know, your people are really bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit. I'm leaving. And so, um, you know, it took me a while to do that, but I did. And um, at the time, uh, you know, I didn't really have an idea beyond what I had already experienced as to what could possibly happen later um, when I was connected um, to Steve by myself. Because you know, I always took that personal relationship seriously, and I always wanted to talk to him. I did. I thought he was interesting, and um, I, you know, you know, of course, that changes from your childlike stuff. You know, my childlike stuff was, "Please heal my brother." Um, who has Down syndrome, or or, no, it was make me Down syndrome and give him the normal life. That was for him. That was his prayers. And then I was always lobbying for Satan to get saved. Yeah, that was probably more teenage stuff. But anyway, so, um, but when I first left, you know, um, it seemed as if that entity kind of followed me out of there. And um, that was fascinating to me because... um, I just was very aware of the presence and in in fact, more so, and it was super amplified and stuff. So, you know, I said, okay, um, you know, because I, you know, I left Jesus, like you're staying here, with your church, you guys are nuts. So, um, I noticed that this thing that I had known as Jesus or God was still around me. And so I fleeced it and I said, okay, you you know, you want to show your stuff you know, if there's something beyond that, you know, show me what it's all about. I, you know, I need, um, I like to have some perfume. Um, I need obsession and, um, I don't have any money for it. And so, um, the, it was funny because literally like the next day, this gal comes, she's a new client and I drew nails and, we're talking. She's with me, you know, for a long time before she says it. We're getting close to the end, so we're getting close to payment and stuff. And she gets out her wallet, and she has money, of course. And she says, you know, I don't know if you barter or trade or up not, but I work at Macy's in the fragrance department, and I can get any kind of fragrance you want. <laughs> I said, do you have obsession? <laughs> yes, I have obsession. Not only did I get my obsession. I got my obsession for men because I like that too. I got so much perfume. All the girls in my family got perfume that year. My mom was loaded. And I was like, oh, huh. Interesting. So that's when I started realizing that, you know, something more was happening here. And that something more could happen. I mean... Around that time, the other thing they did, because, like, I couldn't afford it because, right, I mean, I, you know, I had other stuff going on. But one of the other stories they did, and I can't remember the timeline. I mean, there's been so much. And I, I apologize if you ever hear me say I did it 16 or 19. You know, I just need to do the blanket disclaimer because the whole damn thing's a blur. Um, but, But I remember the stories perfectly, you know. And um, But I remember um, I had um, gotten fired erroneously, which, P.S., those two people, including the general manager, did not exist within the corporation after the fact because I also noticed that if people messed with me, it didn't bode well for them later on. So anyways, um, if they messed with me, you know, erroneously, you can mess with me and go to war if it's serious, you know, and, like, we got to figure something out and we're meant to do something together. But when you're just doing it for sport, forget it. So... Um, yeah so i I had nothing and then at the same time, I had a roommate who had run up our phone bill with long distance charges to something outrageous, like I don't know at the time it was like three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, and you know I couldn't do it. My phone went down, so here I am trying to look for a job. I have no phone, and I've got my daughter, she's six so and um so I'm like, yeah, well this is a <laughs> This doesn't look good. You know what? What the hell? The only thing I did ironically have for people that like a little bit of history (coughs) I had the first um, phone recorder, but it was not on a phone. It was an Amway product, and it was a number like a computerized system. And you could use it to, you could hand out your number and then people could call it and you could retrieve the messages, which was perfect for me because I was working at a cocktail rate um, prior to, and you know, if guys asked you for name, you know, your number, you could just be very polite and give it to them and um, it would go to nowhere. You know, I mean, it would go to me, but I wouldn't do anything with it, right? But the problem with that is, is that I didn't have the phone. So I still needed to be able to access it, Right. So, um, you know, and I, I, think at the time it was coming up on, it had happened right around Christmas and I was hiding it from my family cause it was the holidays. I didn't really want them to know right away. And then of course I walk in, my grandma says, "Vicky lost her job, right? And I'm like, what? I never knew her to be that way. That was my come to Teresa's, um, grandma. But anyway, so this is what happened. And I kid you not. I walked down to do my laundry shortly thereafter. I don't know if it's that day, the next day, three days later, whenever I did it. And I'll be damned if there was not a payphone. Now, even in that time, payphones um, were kind of already placed. You know, they were in certain places in front of grocery stores and stuff like that. This one had been placed literally to the left hand of the door to the laundry room. Yeah. Yeah. And I used that for three weeks until I got a new job. Called that number, the Amway number, and got, and thank you, Amway. That was so cool. And uh, yeah, and so, kid you not. Okay, so when I got that job, three weeks later, about I go down to the laundry and the payphone's not there. Kid you freaking not. It's so disturbing to me that I go to the office and there's two gals in there and I'm like, Where's the payphone? That was the coolest thing you guys have ever done. And they said, "What payphone?" I said, "The one right outside the laundry room. You can't miss it." Because I mean, it literally only that left-hand wall. There was no place on the right to put it because it was a pure wall. It, it was, you know, I don't know. I'm and the other one just had enough space for this payphone. And I said, "You can't miss it." And she goes, "We don't have a payphone. We don't. We've never had a payphone." And I was like, "Oh, uh huh, okay. Well, thank you." And again, this is you know, I can tell you when you first really, really sincerely ask Steve to, you know, prove that you know that V isn't a nutbag or that Cindy uh, doesn't hasn't lost it when she talks about him, uh, them, um, you know. They really do the heroics in that beginning. I mean, that's just... And even on a reconnection, they'll do it. Like if you've been away for a while, they really like to affirm it's important to them. They know you. They want you to know them. It's a reciprocal relationship. This isn't some kind of dictatorship. I mean, God is you know, the great one, our creators is actually a two for one deal. It's a, it's a, it's a dad and a mom. (laughs) So, I mean, come on, it's a a parent, parent kind of a parental pattern as it were. So, um, you know, it's available to all of us. You can't get away from it. The phone's line is in your pocket. You just choose not to pick it up or you don't know how to use it or what apps it's on or something. But if you really do ask in earnest with a real sincere heart to um, prove it, um, they will. They will. Because, you know, I I, I I was pretty more, you know dance, dance, please dance. Cause really, I needed that. And they will provide what you need for you. It won't even look like mine. You don't even have to go around and look for a payphone somewhere. It shouldn't be because it's going to be your stuff for your design. You know, the universal designer has designed us with our own little design for us. You know, um, what, um, what our tool set is and what our, our stuff is going to be like in our particular individualized journey. There's no two on this planet that are the same. There never has been two on this planet that have been the same. It, we're all unique, wonderful creatures that have access to this. And you have access to this. And you don't necessarily have to be a rocket scientist. You see what I'm saying? Because I didn't do math. I'm not smart in that way. So if you guys struggle with that, maybe you're called to something different. Maybe you already hear from them and you don't even know it. It's the still voice on the inside. You have all kinds of people. We've talked about that before because you have the programming from your parents or your previous churches or your schools or what you even read yourself or listen to in music especially those things are in there. You have your own inner voice and then you have them. And then I've discovered you have your brain too, but you rarely ever get to see that function. And that my friends is fascinating. I just got that for the first time recently, but that's another show probably. Anyway, so, um, you know the encouragement here today on Sunday and I'm going to leave you right here with this cuz I mean I could go on for hours and hours and hours cuz these are my godparents and I'm 60 years old and I've been in some form of a relationship from with them since you know I was probably 6 or 7 and uh, more you know and that grew as as we went and I mean I could just really tell you so many things and I will over time but I want to leave you with that because You know, I think people expect a particular way of doing things um, just by the bits and pieces they have picked up out there, whether they've been immersed in an ideology or not. I mean, I think the idea is that we have to somehow clean ourselves up. We have to quit smoking. We got to drop, you know, quit dropping the F-bombs or, um, you know whatever it is that we feel would make us look sinful in front of them, which P.S. sin only means to miss the mark, period. That's the origins of the word. To miss the mark, hardly, hardly something to be killed over. So, you know, put that out of your mind. But, and that's the thing. We think we have, you know, we're somehow disgusting. And some of you really are, but um, it's okay. It's disgusting behaviors. It's not your soul, man. It's not your soul. It's the behaviors that are emanating from it. So how about we just look at it this way because it really is more like this. They don't give a shit. They love you warts and all. Again, pattern is parents. Your parents know when you're out there messing up or whatever you're doing. They know when you come home pregnant what you were up to, even if you never said it, right? So let's not... um, you know, let's not think of it in in any other way because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be accurate. It wouldn't be ideal. The pattern is parents think of them like your parents. Yeah, it sucks to go to your parents and say I fucked up and help me, but guess what? It's liberating too. And these guys are here for that. I mean, they love that shit. They love that more than anything. They got a prodigal son thing and it's been an irritant to me because I've been very faithful for the most part I mean anytime I walk off dramatically you know I make it a point and you know they but um but I've never done anything to like directly hurt them or harm them in any way and stuff like that so I don't have any of that kind of, well I did have to apologize for calling Steve the man Steve because I it was just before she came forward and it was the it was the first time um I ever heard two responses i actually saw his and heard hers he flipped his head around when i called him the c word so fast i did it twice with a lot of power and brad was on the phone i was so dang mad maddest i ever been about him and um and so he whipped his head around with pure astonishment, and I heard her laugh. <laughs> and I apologize profusely. I don't use that word, but it, I would use it on a guy, I guess, if I was more um, inclined, because I would never use it on a woman. I mean, I thought it meant something entirely different than what it does. It comes from a street, I guess, in London that has a longer, a longer name. And that's the shortness of it. And it's meant to mean, you know, more like a whore or a dirty person. But I kind of thought it meant dirty girl parts for whatever reason. I didn't even know what tossed salad was for a long time. So don't even start with me. And I still use circle jerk because I thought it was a clean expression, like circling back. And I will still use it. You're going to have to conform to me sanitizing the term. (laughs) Anyway, so... I, you know, really the invitation is to just, you know, get to where you feel comfortable, whether it's out in that favorite park you like to hike, you know, along the shoreline. If it's in your bathroom, in the shower, I talk to him on the potty. I have no shame there, but whatever, you know, maybe it's in your car on when you're out for a Sunday drive. And I invite you to just say, Hey, you know, if you're there, I'd like to see that. Like I'm really super open to it. And, uh, you know, V says you can really do that. Like, I'd like to see that for myself. I want a direct experience because, see, the thing is, is I'm setting it up so you don't have to have a middleman. I'm just going to show you how to what they're like in real life, what's really going on, and Set you guys up so you can have that experience too. You're not going to need a middleman anymore. There is no middleman in the experience because the umbilical cord, the crystal thread was already there. You wouldn't even be animated, you wouldn't even be moving, or breathing, or living. If they had not for them, you know, the origins in the radix of the great one, it just is. So, you know, it all works together. It's really cool how all the science and stuff works together. And we're going to learn so much. We really are. But right now, I really would like to see and encourage more of you to hook up. And I know a lot of you are struggling because I'm struggling too. And I can feel you. And I know some of you are thinking the accent might look really good. I know because I've thought that too. But I do want to tell you, destroying the gift that God gave you that created just for you and you only, no one else, is a huge fucking no-no. And if you think you don't like where you're at now, I promise you, you will loathe the consequences for that one. So my invitation is for you to reach out through that darkness towards the light and just humbly ask with sincerity, like, who the fuck are you? I really would like to know. And they'll be there. They'll be there with bells on. And if you happen to have some gifts that you didn't know about already... Uh, or and Pardon me, if you have some that you know about already, but you don't have, know where they came from, you'll find those things magnify up and they'll receive the, the, the message loud and clear. So really, guys, um, we are headed into the sunshine. The dawn is breaking even now on the horizon. Um, we just haven't seen the full extent of anything. You know everything that's to come, but what we're here to do is become the leaders and the curators and the pioneers of the new age. So we got to figure this out so we can help others do the same. So thank you so much for taking the time um, to listen to me today. I really do appreciate it. I really do love you guys more than you can possibly know. And with my Clara Sentient stuff on crack, I promise you, I feel you. And I mean, I feel you really hard. So it's not like we're disconnected in that way. And that's why I'm trying to bring you things that I feel would really help at this moment. So um, thank you again for um, listening and I have a wonderful day. Fear not and follow the light with us at Illuminati.am. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?